Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. intimate and it's physical and that may not be something that she wants to talk to men about uh, but also if you focus on her baby mm-hmm. that isn't about her mm-hmm. um, that is that is about her baby um, and I don't I don't think that that would be something that the gender of the person loving my baby yeah. would cross any sort of intimate barrier uh, or or any discomfort that, that really focusing on um, on her loss and, and taking that seriously too. Emily Carrington is talking about a topic that we don't discuss much in our culture, the topic of early pregnancy loss. Emily is director of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association, and she is today's guest on Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. All we can do right now Hey, I'm so glad you're with us on Life Support. What we do on this program is we talk about difficult subjects. We talk about trauma and suffering because we want to introduce you to how Jesus reacts in those situations and how Jesus always shows up. And I hope you'll be encouraged today. Uh, Our guest again today is Emily Carrington, who is the executive director of the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. We had a a wonderful conversation last week, and Emily, thank you very much for coming back. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So just as a reminder, tell me again about how the Early Pregnancy Loss Association got started and how you got involved with it. So we were started about five years ago with a group of lost moms who had come together after our own experiences with miscarriage and really identified that there was not a good solution um, and not necessarily good services available for women experiencing loss. So we came together, we started the Early Pregnancy Loss Association and started worrying or providing services, educational resources. We now provide uh, miscarriage care kits as well as educational resources. The care kits are small. We have small and large care kits. The small care kits are for early pregnancy loss. uh, And these are comfort items, memorial items, as well as um, sanitary items. And then the large care kits are sanitary items for a home miscarriage. So we provide those throughout Southern Michigan and throughout the whole country. So we talked last time a lot about the stigma of all of this and and, and the hesitancy of people to talk about it. And sometimes the church isn't always um, the best place to navigate through uh, something like this. Can you talk a little bit about um, maybe... um, how a church, how people within a church body can help someone that is experiencing this, and maybe how the person themselves can reach out to a church body uh, in a way that's healthy in order to get help if she needs it. Right, and I think it's interesting, I was thinking about on the way here, that churches are already so equipped to take care of these. Uh, You know, you, you said a church body might not be the you know, prepared or the most natural or, 
And they're already doing the things. The things I'm going to say are things that churches do. And I think it's connecting that these need to be done for miscarriages. Like we talked about, these are so under um, tended to. And I think that these need to be also done for miscarriage. So things, things churches can do. Rituals, funerals, memorials, worship. Um, these, this is what the church does. Even, even the unchurched go to churches for funerals, right? So offering these things to women, and they may not be thinking about it. And it may not look exactly like a funeral um, that you have for your grandfather, that you have, it, it may not be a big funeral, it may not have an obituary. My own experience was a very small private funeral with family, my parents, my husband and his parents, and then our, our pastor and associate pastor. So it was a very small, intimate experience. Um, a later loss after we had moved, we were at a different church. Uh, instead of having a funeral, we just had a prayer service uh, where four of us sat down and prayed and read scripture. Um, but that was led by our pastor and suggested by our pastor. And that felt very appropriate for the situation we were in. So those are the things churches are really good at already doing. Um, so, so let them do that. Um, providing meals, right? Churches are so good. So many churches. Every church I've been in has been so good at feeding people. This is what churches do. So provide the meals. Um, and real, again, this is realizing that miscarriage is something that, um, merits this. It's going to be, or ask them, maybe it's not. And, um, every loss isn't necessarily the same in that way. Um, are they going to have a DNC, uh, are they going to be down for a few days? Are they waiting? When do they need meals? Are they waiting to pass the baby? There's some questions that can be asked by understanding what a miscarriage is. There are questions we can ask about um, to, to, know, to know their needs better. And again, churches are, are good at that. Also, another thing I think churches are really good at is knowing their resources. We connect people, churches connect people with resources all the time right? And we talk about it. Your churches should know where to get food. Your churches should know where to get shelter. Those are things that come to you, right? Like our, our churches know the social resources available in town if they don't provide them themselves. You also need to know um, the, the resources for, for loss. Um, so know that we're out here and we, we want to tell you all we're out here. Know that there's other groups out there. Is there a support group meeting in your town? Uh, there's some really great organizations. There's also so many groups led by moms providing care kits to the hospitals um, and have been forever. We're not the organi only organization out here. So know who's in your town. Know what your resources are. This may not be something that your congregation can meet and do, um, but it no connect. And so I think that that's, that's a really important thing churches can do. Pastor Paul will be back with Emily Carrington in just a moment. This is Steve Johnson from Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program. 
And there's a new video series from Five Stone Media called Caring for Mental Health, created to start the conversation and eliminate the stigma. It's practical steps all of us can take to come alongside those who suffer. It's real stories of real people with commentary from mental health professionals and pastors. Caring for Mental Health is offered at no cost, and facilitator training is offered at lifesupportresources.org. Lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. And then just to, to listen, right? These are what, these are what um, are, are, you know, what we're here for, right? Yeah. To, to listen, affirm, remember, give these spaces. I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing here a blog that's on our, um, that's on our blog post too. So like, if you don't know what to do, Google, yeah. what can I do? And organizations out there have, have, have put, have put things together. Um, and then there's, there are, we've done some research on this. Many churches have resources available. Um, and they may not even know it, or they may have documents available, or they may have um, services or liturgies, or I know, um, you know, my husband just turned to very early, you know, church documents and yeah. um, statements of faith and statements of belief and, and what we think happens to children. So, you know, it's our job um, at Early Pregnancy Loss Association, we really want to equip anyone that is caring for women and children following loss. Um, but we think churches are really poised to already be doing that with this, with everything they already have in place. That's good. And now here's a practical question for you. Um, many pastors are male. Okay. And so um, a pastor hears about a woman that's been through this. Um how does he best move into this situation? Right. So that's going to be really complicated with, you know, I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to have an easy answer for that. I think that that's going to be different with every family, different with every pastor. Um, your relationship with that family, your relationship with the pastor, um, some things that I think have comforted some women have actually bothered others. Um, so some of that is to, to take her lead. Um, and, and, you know, I wish I had a clear, it's just so dependent. Yeah. Um, and I think something you said last, last time that is so important is, is to take her seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so whatever you're doing, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a good prescription for a way that you're going to like perfectly do this. Um, but you're going to take her seriously. Uh, so that is such an important part, figuring out what it is she needs. Um, and again, not assuming that the pastor or the one person or the deacon or the administrative assistant is going to solve the problem, but connect her with the resources she needs um, and, and to move forward from there. Yeah. And I, I would think practical steps like um, maybe a woman on staff makes the first contact and then um, asks some questions and kind of leads the pastor forward. Um, if, if all else fails, I just put a note in the mail and ask, mm -hmm. um, because that's a very kind of a, um, 
a properly impersonal um, way to approach that if you don't know the woman very well. And it gives her time and space then to respond how she wants to, or if she does or doesn't. I think too, it's, it's of course a very intimate issue and it's something that, um, you know, there's two sides of it. It's intimate and it's physical, and that may not be something that she wants to talk to men about. Uh, but also if you focus on her baby, Mm. that isn't about her. Mm -hmm. Um, that is, that is about her baby. Um, and I don't, I don't think that that would be something that the gender of the person loving my baby yeah. would cross any sort of intimate barrier uh, or, or any discomfort that, that really focusing on, um, on her loss and, and taking that seriously too is an important part of that um, as sort of any, any grief, any, any care that this pastor is already giving woman, women, right? right. So, um, you know, those, those gender relationships are already happening. Um, so take it seriously and, and sort of focus on, on what she lost. So you talked last time a little bit about the unknown uh, being a real factor when these things happen. If a woman just doesn't know what to expect, both physically and emotionally, it can be really difficult for her to, to work through. Um, what does your organization do, Emily, to help, I guess for a better uh, better way of putting it, equipping women for the eventuality that this could happen? Right. So we, we think our miscarriage care kits are actually, in terms of understanding what's going to happen to your body, um, are the clearest way to see that... Um, to see that and to understand it. Uh, we, of course, to pr- provide our educational resources and we, we want to raise awareness. As many as one in four women um, might experience pregnancy loss. Um, so understanding miscarriage in general is our concern. But once it's happening to you, we still think, unfortunately, there's a lot of information not there. And we can't say exactly what's going to happen every miscarriage is different. Um, and, and we're a group of lost moms. We're not a group of doctors or counselors. We are, we are just trying to get the right resources into people's hands. Uh, so our miscarriage care kits, especially the big ones, have a lot of sanitary supplies that might be a little shocking. Um, and you wouldn't realize you need them. We have bed pads in there um, in case she's uh, to collect blood. It, and um, we have, in case she's bleeding through things, um, we have, of course, large pads. We also have a body retrieval kit um, in case the woman wants to retrieve the body, even as, you know, with pictures of what a six, eight, 10 week body mm-hmm. might come out looking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we get those from another organization called Heaven's Gain, and we like working together with them because that's just really something that we needed in our kits, too. Uh, we have hot and cold packs. We have gloves. Um, and we think that while these are hard to go through and hard to receive, knowing that this is probably going to be um, a messy, bloody, and painful experience uh, is is a good way to start 
uh, and we we try to and then we try to share stories, the stories of others. I, you know, I we've had moms reach out to us and say, "What's what's going to happen?" or "How can I choose? Should I have a DNC? Should I deliver at home?" And obviously, we're not their doctor; we can't tell them that. And we say, "Please talk to your doctor first. Um, But then we say, um, "You know, here are some stories. Are you know they're not necessarily asking for a medical procedure; they want to know." some stories. Um, so here's a, here are some stories of what have happened to other women. And I think that's comforting to, to know that um, those are, you know, sort of the range of possibilities and to help women be prepared for that. Yeah. I actually really uh, appreciate you sharing what you just shared because, you know, God, God created the human body and God is not ashamed of the human body. Um, you know, I've had, you know, a couple thousand children in my life, it seems. Let's, my bank account thinks that anyway. So, I mean, these are the realities of life. And, and the more that you can talk about that um, helps um, the rest of us understand, you know, the, the depth of kind of what's going on there. Because um, unless you've lived through one, you don't understand the depth of it. You know, you don't understand all of the things that are going through a woman's mind and so forth. So I appreciate you sharing that. And so tell me a little bit then about um, a friend walking alongside of this woman. Uh, let's say now we're, we're a couple days out, maybe um, life, quote unquote, is supposed to be returning to normal. Um, what, what can friends and family do to, to help this woman get back on her feet and just be there for her the way they, she needs them to be? Right. So realizing that it's going to be a slow and bumpy process. Um, I look back and there were days that I was more okay than I should have been. Um, and I wanted to just be normal and go to the grocery store and be normal. Uh, there were other, you know, and my sister and her husband came to visit and we sat on the porch and drank cider and played games. And it was, you know, I needed, I needed to not just be sad. Um, and they were sort of there for whatever I needed that day. Um, and there wasn't like, but we came here to cry with you. Uh, they were able to, to give me that space. Um, and then to realize, but then months later, um, there were other triggers that were a lot harder. Christmas was awful that year. Thanksgiving was awful. Just um, was getting around to the time of my due date. My, I should have been due around Thanksgiving. And it was um, sort of came out of nowhere. So like um, a few months earlier, I was a whole lot better. And um, so realizing that and giving space for that is is sort of step one. Other things just are. I, I said this last time, you know, watching their children, cleaning their floors, uh, bringing them groceries, uh, delivering books, writing them letters, you know, giving trying to walk through that grief and finding a way that is, you know, appropriate for your friendship. But all of the things you would do in any other crisis are, are appropriate for this. Um, you know, I, and, and sometimes, you know, if you're at the grocery store, text them, what do you need? What's on the top of your list right now? I'm bringing it to you. Don't give them a choice. I think one thing, this has been great. A lot of people have talked about this in recent years. Like, don't ask people what they need because they don't know. Yeah. Um, 
offer something? What is it the thing that you can do? And, um, and it may be, you know, so, so, and, and it may, what do you already have? Consider that. Um, for me, it's putting together a whole new meal for another family. Right now I have two small children. That's not always easy. Uh, but sometimes I realize like I cooked a lot of dinner. I should take it to a neighbor, <laughs> you know? So what are the things, what are the things that you have um, even, and, and evaluate that. I think that's something I've been learning in my life lately is, is what are the resources I do have and how can I share them? And that woman and family going through that loss, it may be you have a quiet house and all she needs is a cup of tea. So, um, you know, so, so maybe she wants a cup of tea alone. So you bring her children to your quiet house or, or vice versa. So uh, those are some of the those are some of the things there's, and yeah, there's a lot of hands-on ways to help. Well, I think you, you said it well when you, you said, you know, it's like a lot of other grief. And I think that calling it grief to me would be like the first step. Like, um, this is serious. Um, you know, she's going to be going through some stuff here and then just walk, you know, praying for wisdom. Um, sometimes it's better to be quiet than, uh, you know, boisterous. You can't really say things to make it better sometimes. But to 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 understand that it is real grieving, I would think would be a good place to start. Yes. And to stop, I think it's important to say there's so many great lists out there of what not to say to a woman who's experienced loss. And, uh, <laughs> you know, to stop and focus on that grieving, um, you know, don't talk about that she can have more kids or at least she has kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't promise her things that, that, that might not be promised. Yeah. There's a lot we don't know. Um, so, so stay with her in that loss and don't, um, don't make promises. Don't any sentence that starts with at least is probably the wrong yeah. sentence. <laughs> so shove that back in. Um, at least you have kids, at least you're young, at least you have a husband, all of those reasons. <laughs> Yeah, come very, out wrong because they don't take away the, the 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 loss is still the loss. It's like people come and you know I lost a child and they'll come and say, um, well you know he you'll see you'll see him again someday in heaven, and it's like yeah I know that, but the loss is still the loss. So it doesn't that's not helpful to me. What's helpful I think to people is that I'm glad you care. That's what I need. And then, you know, and then I will help steer you toward whatever I'm, I'm thinking that I might be needing. But, um, yeah, I think th that's really good advice for um, for what you're saying. And and I can only imagine, having never been through this, obviously, I can only imagine the confusion and the disappointment and all of those emotions that come with it when you've had your heart set on this and you've got a due date and all of a sudden all that's gone, you know. Right. And, you know, the, you know, the, another one is God works all things together for good. And yeah. well, that might be true. That might not be a great time to say it because yeah, right. um, she's confused and she's frustrated. And that might be something she would want to work out later. There were a whole lot of things I wanted to work out and needed, needed truth and God's actual promises, uh, which were not, you will have a bunch of children. I didn't know that. Um, I needed, I needed, but until she's asking those questions, it's not time <laughs> to offer her yeah. 
um, it's just going to hurt. Yep. All right. So the Early Pregnancy Loss Association, you've, you've done a good job describing what kind of services you offer. How can someone get in touch with you? So you can email us at miscarriagecare at gmail.com, or you can find us online, miscarriagecare.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, either search Early Pregnancy Loss Association or our handle on Twitter is at miscarriagecare. You can find our resources in all of those places. We also have a podcast that just went up called Hope Blooms, but you can send us direct messages on any of those uh any of those platforms and we will find you. Okay. Emily, I'm so glad you dropped by. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us. All the best. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And you know, we've talked a lot about presence. We've talked about being with people who are hurting and um, you know, the bottom line for, for Emily, for myself, for those who believe in Jesus Christ are that we know that God is in this too. And there's nothing that's happening that he isn't understanding and being kind toward. And I think of Ephesians 4.32, when the Bible tells us to be kind to one another and tender-hearted. And really, when she was summing up how to walk along with someone, that's kind of a, a, a key thing. Be kind to one another. Be tender-hearted. We talked about taking it seriously. But I also want you to know that God takes your pain seriously, and he knows what's happening inside of you. And so, Um, You're not alone in whatever you might be facing right now in your life. And I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for our, uh, I'm so thankful for our partners, Faith Radio at MyFaithRadio.com. You can see a video version of this podcast at FiveStoneMedia.com. And you can check us out right here at Ridgewood Church at MyRWC.org. And I'm so glad you listened to Life Support. We'll catch you next time. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.